Bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. Well, that will pretty much do it for the 2016 Buffalo Bills season. We're recording this immediately following the Pittsburgh debacle. So whether or not Rex Ryan still has a job or whether or not Tyrod Taylor will ever be the starting quarterback for this team remains in question. We'll talk about it at great length. I'm Lars. Joining me today in intimate session, just the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton and I. We getting intimate. Search for Bills and Beers on Facebook and on Twitter. And of course, subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. Because folks, take it from us, misery loves company. Okay, Cassie, there's going to be a lot to talk about in this game. And it was mostly negative. It was almost all negative. It was one of the ugliest Bills games that I can remember watching. And we've seen a couple ugly ones this year alone. But let's take a few minutes before we read this team its last rights again, which I believe we did last week as well, and talk about some of the positive things that transpired in this afternoon's game. If you had to sort through the wreckage and find one Labatt Blue MVP of today's game, who would it be? Um, since I'm going first, I'm going to take probably the easy one and go with LaShawn McCoy because as we were talking, he's just good, and I feel bad for him. He is yeah. on a team with a lot of terrible, terrible players, and he just shows how much better he is. He's a man among boys is what he is out on the field. So He's our best player, and it's not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. So I, I feel bad for him. I love – I mean, he's still out there fighting. And I, I, at one point, he, you just see him be like, oh, you fuckers, like, I'm, I'm done with you. Like, just give me the ball, and I will, I'll do it. So there's two things, though, about the first-half performance of this offense that I think fall to Tyrod. And, again, he's kind of our scapegoat for just about everything anymore. But Shady was getting bottled up pretty badly. And yeah. in the first half – they were cramming the line of scrimmage and basically making Tyrod throw the ball, and he was not. So Shady couldn't do much of anything. Yeah, he, he more broke out in the second. but Yeah, once yeah. he was able to get the ball in space. But yeah. it was really frustrating watching our quarterback, again, being unable to do anything to force any level of respect from the defense. Nothing. I mean, he would drop back. I, it, it was just... Embarrassing. It is embarrassing that we are in the NFL and that is who we think is the most high quality player to put out there to start in what is the top football league in the world. Well, speaking of which, and I'm not necessarily certain he will be starting next week. We shall see. But speaking of this passing debacle, I'm going to give my Labatt Blue to Sammy Watkins, who, along with Charles Clay, caught his first Bills touchdown of the season today. And along the same lines, like you were talking about feeling bad for LaShawn McCoy, you got to feel bad for Sammy Watkins. The first three years, of, or his first three years in the NFL, have certainly not gone, gone according to plan. Most of that is injury-related, but a big, big chunk of that is that he's just had nothing throwing him the ball. Um, he had a great nine-game stretch last year. He had an okay rookie season with Kyle Orton. But it's been a lost season for him, and it was nice to see him catch a couple timing routes today yeah. that was that was yeah. new but it's just obvious how good he is and how much better he is than our other receivers I mean the ball just kind of 
we've always said this kind of like funnels into him and he catches everything inside except he had that one bad drop today. But wasted talent, just yeah. like LaShawn if, McCoy. I think if you look at all the wide receivers, though, like on plays when they're being thrown the ball or they catch it or whatnot, you just sense a level of frustration on yeah. their faces. Yeah, like, we saw it with EJ, too, and it, it, it hasn't gotten better. Yeah, and like even Robert Woods on like the one timing play where it came out hot, and of course, timing was off, and you can just see him. It, and it's just like, they're like, God damn it, like you can't get me the ball. Like they, they just aren't in sync. And you know that these guys are just continually frustrated by the fact that they have a quarterback back there that's incapable of running an offense. So I don't know if it's even going to be worth talking about Tyrod Taylor today because yeah. I don't know what the future holds for him. Doug Whaley told WGR on Thursday that for Cardale Jones to start any number of games this season, something bad would have to happen. Well, today was pretty bad. Yeah. The the Bills' playoff chances at this point, while still mathematically in existence, are pretty bad. So hopefully that qualifies. I'd like to see what we have in him, and I'd like to get David Lee off our coaching staff so he actually gets some development. But that's another story altogether. So I'm giving my Jenny Cream Ale bummer of today's game to Rex Ryan. And we are very slow on this podcast to blame coaching. And there are a lot of Bills fans out there who are very quick to blame coaching. And it's tough to evaluate a head coach when he doesn't have a good quarterback, when injuries have decimated the part of the, the game that he's supposed to be the so-called genius at coaching. And, and to an extent, we've seen that a little bit this year with Aaron Williams being out. But today's team was flat. They were lifeless. And this defense, secondary or no secondary, has no identity. None whatsoever. They don't have the thing that they do well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing to scheme and be ready for an opponent on a week-to-week basis. But at some point, you have, to, you have to sit back and rely on the things that you do do well. And we don't do that. So what happened today? Lev Bell set a new franchise record for the most rushing yards against the Buffalo Bills team and became the first, excuse me, Rex Ryan became the first Bills coach in club history to give up 200-yard rushing games to two different opponents over the course of a season. So Rex Ryan, now granted, in order to keep pace with how bad the offense has been, we would need a dominant defense. It would be nice to have one. It would be nice to have what we had in 2014, which in the rear view kind of looks like a blip. Jim Schwartz? It was an elite defense which has been surrounded in 2012, 13, now 15 and 16 by mediocre to bad defenses. So, yeah, yeah. Jim Schwartz did a phenomenal job, but this defense has been continually suspect, and it's not the dominant defense you would need to win with a quarterback as bad as we have. That said, a an above average, a consistently above average defense would win would have won us two more games this year based solely on the fact that we are the number one rushing team in the NFL. It's a flawed equation because of how poorly our quarterback has played, but even above average play from this defense could have been enough to win us ball games, and that has not been the case, and it's supposed to be what Rex Ryan does well. And on top of it, it looked like he was coaching players on both sides of the ball today that had just quit and given up. And I hate, I hate, I hate the coaching carousel we have had at one Bills drive. But at this point, I don't, I wouldn't be that upset if he lost his job. Yeah, I think it's a coaching and quarterback uh, carousel, as you're saying. I, I think 
You know, I, I agree. I think my Jenny Cremel will be the defense as well. And I think, you know, what you and I discussed, neither of us have played a snap of football in our lives. Um, however, we both have played, you know, collegiate level sports. And I think when you look and evaluate sports in general, no matter what the sport it is, doesn't it come down to you against whoever you're competing against, you need to do better than them. Yep. And I think overall across the board, our defense matched up and did not do better than the person that they were up against. I mean, our entire defensive line got pushed all over. Our linebackers, you know, Lorax, I think, did his best. But at some points, we're like, what is Zach Brown? What is Preston Brown doing? Like, well, how, well, we've been asking that question far too often this year and last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I go mean, on. spikes missing, you know, people rolling out and just kind of like in no man's land. And so my question is, like, these players know that your, your number one job, the player that you're matched up against, all you have to do is beat them. It's not like this whole grand scheme and uh, you know X, Y, and Z have to happen. Sports are very easy. You, <laughs> pl- you play better than the person that's across from you or that you're competing against. Yes. And I, I don't know if these guys are just trying to do too much or they just haven't figured out the simplicity of the game, of just beat the person you're across from, especially in the defensive line. On the defensive line, all you need to do is beat your person and then – tackle or try to slow down i mean the fact that we couldn't even tackle oh god love bell like he was just hanging out behind the, the line scrimmage just being like okay i'm gonna wait oh yep there's the hole see ya that's a 12 yard game which is what he does do but when we did finally get a hand on him we couldn't bring him down no couldn't even bring him down i mean how many times we're like oh there's five missed tackles there's six and and even even more frustrating and and you know congratulations pittsburgh's but I, and I think their third touchdown or their fourth touchdown when he's rolling out to the left and Roethlisberger, ha- Roethlisberger hands it off to him. I mean, Roethlisberger's like celebrating and Bell's like five yards out of the end zone or out, you know, before he scored. And that's how clear it was about he was just going to run us over. He walked. He literally just walked, walked in. Walked into the end zone. He didn't. And I, but that's where I that's where I'm at now, Cassie, is this is a now a 29 game experience. And there were several times today, late in the game, that our defenders didn't know shit from Shinola. Oh, yeah. They were running in the opposite direction. Nobody knew what was going on. And late, it, late substitutions coming in, like, oh, well, well, there's Jerry Hughes, change of possession. Yeah, you got to be on the field, buddy. And I guess that comes down to coaching. Yeah. And it's been 29, it's, you know. I was willing to give Rex the benefit of the doubt. Hey, you know what? Maybe these professional players need to learn your scheme. Maybe they need to be better at their jobs. Well, we've waited too long for that to happen now. And unless we're going to completely overhaul that side of the ball and handpick every player on that team, if you're a good enough coach, you shouldn't require that to be above average. No, you find players, you find strengths in them, and then you play to everybody's strengths. I mean, that's what a good coach does. Absolutely. And and again, I hate, I, I can't stress enough how much I hate the coaching carousel. We talked about it before. So actually my and I and I hate this too. <laughs> I hate I hate when fans make their wish lists, their off season yeah, wish yeah. lists. Hey, you Christmas know, is coming. Yeah, like they're writing letters to Santa, <laughs> which they might as well be. I wouldn't mind a promotion for Anthony Lynn. You know, we have seen some pretty pretty bad offensive performances 
But I do believe all those roads lead right back to our quarterback. So I don't blame the offensive coordinator, especially when we're seeing players run wide open. And, and the feed shut down here at the bar today, so we weren't able to see the Tyrod interception. <laughs> yeah. But Jeff Thank God. <laughs> on group me, and I'm sure he'll bring it up when we get him on the podcast here, was apoplectic by the number of wide open receivers that Tyrod is just routinely now missing. Yeah. He just misses them. And I, I'm not like enthused by the play calling or the way the offense is, but I, I feel like Anthony, Anthony Lynn's got like... Like he's missing a, a a big limb, or he's like down one lung. I mean, like because Tyrod just sucks, so he has to do what he can. My one thing is like, why didn't we see Gillisley in the second half? I, I mean, was know. he hurt? Like that was my that would be my only thing that I'm like, what is going on? But you know, other than that, I mean, I feel bad because Tyrod does not. It does not. He does not understand the game. He doesn't seem to, and. And teams don't respect him. Oh, so, no, no. So, like, we heard it week one from Baltimore, and it's been the same old tune ever since. And so, at this point, it's like, well, what is the offensive coordinator supposed to do? Yeah. Because the opposing defense is is basically making you, is giving you plays. They're giving you routes. They're gi- but Because the, they know your quarterback can't do it. So, yeah. what is an offensive coordinator? I'd like to see him promoted to head coach because I, I think he's – much more of a dot the I's and cross the T's kind of guy than Rex Ryan is, which we have always said about Rex Ryan as being the number one thing that you got to watch out for him. He's a little too hit missing by golly. I would also like to see coming in to coach this defense, which is strong up front, Gus Bradley, who is going to be out of a job also in a couple weeks. So there it is. I'm just putting my wish list on record. If it comes true, I think we'll have a hell of a ball team if we can get somebody with some level of competence to play quarterback. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and uh, I'll sign my name at the bottom of the letter to Santa as well. Great. Yeah. Well, uh, before we talk to Santa, we got to talk to some of our far-flung correspondents. So let's check in with them right now. Well, that sound means it's time to check in with our correspondent up in Brew City, USA. It's Buffalo Bill Belcher up in Milwaukee, here to give us his Bills, Bills, Bills. It's the Buffalo Bills who exemplify what it means to be a Buffalo Bill. On a day full of debauchery and of just utter, utter fuckery, Bill, you got a lot to choose from. And, and Bill, we're, we're short Sujit here, so sorry I don't have any, like, soft vocal, you know, musings to uh, warm you up to, so apologize well, about that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Like, you can choose so many things, and... and you know, I mean, Dan Carpenter, uh, it's it ridiculous onside kick going off the side of his foot uh, could certainly be uh, representative of uh, the state of our franchise. Uh, my, my Bills, Bills, Bill, however, for, for this game is uh, the grounds crew. <laughs> and uh, it, it, I mean, watching that debacle uh, was, was, just, was just ridiculous. Uh, you know, coming back from halftime, assuming everyone saw it, and You've got the bulldozer out there. You got, you got a bunch of guys with shovels. You got guys, uh, you know, with their feet trying to kick the little pebbles, the black pebbles, back in the, into the, uh, you know, off the field. And it's like, you know, I, I feel like it's like the bulldozer. Take the bulldozer. That's like, it's like trying to win a game with Tyrod. Tyrod, you, know, you think about Tyrod in his best game against Seattle, right? Bulldozer still doesn't work. Still, we still lose the game. And that's Tyrod at his, at his best. You got a bunch of guys in, with shovels 
out there. That's, you know, I mean, you need about 50 of those guys to be out there and actually, uh, you know, brushing off the field. Tyrod needs a lot of help. And when he doesn't get that help, whether it's a running game, whether it's plays on defense, but, I mean, you know, ultimately you're going to fall flat. And then finally you got the, the guys with the, with the feet kicking the fucking little pebbles back <laughs> on the sideline. It's just like at the end of the day, it's just embarrassing. Today, just today, if, if nothing else, today was a mortifying afternoon for Terry and Kim Pagula, was it not? Oh, gosh, yeah. Is, 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 is Rex nothing. Ryan going to get fired, Bill? I'm, I mean, it surprises it surprises me because of how we how the talk has been through the whole year that he's that his job is safe and he will get another year no matter what. Um, and I guess it wouldn't surprise me if he was fired. If it's gonna happen, I say might as well just fucking make it happen. Like, yeah. why wait until the end of the year? Um, I don't know, man. It's just too bad. It's like part of me wants to just to. You know, you want to rip the Band-Aid off, or you just want to like, you just want to get it just, right. You know, like you just want to, like you just want to know yeah. that what, what, what they're going to roll out there on a weekly basis is going to work, unlike the fucking rubber yeah. pellets. I mean, it, it's... but our de- our defense has been has been bad. I mean, we've yeah, they've held it together enough, but overall, it's not a dominant defense, and that's what he was brought in here to do. Yep, I, I mean at and this point, no, no, we, nobody can disagree with that. Bill, what are you drinking up there in Milwaukee today? Well, it's funny because I was drinking a one Buffalo earlier on. I brought uh, back from Buffalo. Joke's on you. And uh, I think I'm aller- I think I'm allergic to it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so well, that that should be your Bill's uh, Bill's Bill's. Your allergy yeah, to everything co- everything being marketed by Terry and Kim Pagula. Yeah. Yeah, but I got a blue light with Zubas on it. I'm just trying to, trying to finish them all off now because it's like, I don't have enough room in my fridge for different beers, and I got all these blue lights and then one buffaloes, and honestly, it's just like a season. I just want to be fucking done with it. Yeah, you don't you don't need that daily reminder when you open up your refrigerator to be like, oh yeah, we no, suck. exactly. <laughs> I I don't have I just don't have a lot of pride holding it right now. No, I wasn't looking forward to today's game. I didn't enjoy a single moment of today's game. It's I just want this over with. I, I want I want them to get it right, and I want to know what the future is going to hold. But as of right now, I'm I'm done with 2016. Yeah, it's it's so hard. Oh man, was it? Well, hey, was it a pretty um, skeleton crew there at the station? It's, um, I would say for as late in the years we are right now, it was okay. And and the horrible weather we're having today in Chicago. So yeah. Yeah. All right, Billy. Well, we will yeah. be in touch next week after the who are we playing the Browns. Yeah, we're playing yeah. the Browns next week. Oh, for God's sakes, if we give the Browns the first win. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> Billy, until then, go Bills. <laughs> go Bills. Well, that sound means it's time to hear from Jim and Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas. Jeff's here with his Tacos Calientes. Arriba! Tacos Calientes, of course, is Tex-Mex for hot takes and, as always, is brought to you by Pocky Chips, serving the hottest chips on the planet. If you haven't already, take the hashtag OneChipChallenge and use that hashtag BNBSM to stay in touch with the show. Jeff, Tacos Calientes, plenty of hot well, takes hello, on these guys. cold winter winter days. Yes, Yes. hello, hello uh, from 
from Austin, and I apologize. I'm a little under the weather, so uh, hence the uh, the raspy voice. It's um, sexy. I like yeah, it. Yeah, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, boys. <laughs> um, yeah, today was the uh, proverbial, you know, nail in the coffin, I think, as they say. Yeah. I know we are, you know, not mathematically eliminated, but I think for Bill's nation, we are Spiritually certainly eliminated. emotionally yes. eliminated. Yeah. Um, so Tacos Calientes for today, I thought was, if I could summarize it in one word, regression. Um, and I thought that today, it just sort of summarized today across the board. It feels like this team in many ways has gotten worse over the course of the season. Yeah. And, you know, there's been some bright spots. We've, you know, I think McCoy has certainly maintained his level of dominance. And, you know, it's good to have Darius come back and whatnot. And same with Watkins. But in general, it feels like the team has gotten worse as the season has gone on. Um, and it feels like there's individual players, some of our marquee players, whether it's Jerry Hughes or even Zach Brown, and even Lorax, who, you know, we all still love. And, of course, is a diamond in the rough. But it feels like a lot of these players have – their names have been called a lot less often in the last four or five, six weeks than oh, in the yeah. first four or five or six. Yes. And I don't know. To me, that was just on full display today as, you know, Jerry Hughes' name was never mentioned once by the commentators. Right. Zach Brown, um, you know, still had a decent amount of tackles today, but, didn't, you know, didn't really make any of those tackles in the backfield that we'd gotten accustomed to early on in the season. Um, you know, I just felt like today sort of summarized. And then, of course, just, you know, I mean – I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but Dan Carpenter and everything that's gone on with him. It just felt like it was a lot of regression, and uh, that usually is not a good indicator of, you know, the, the, the likelihood for the coach to come back next season. No, and that's, you know, we, we've said it. We've, we talked about it with Bill. We hate the idea of the Buffalo Bills coaching carousel here, but after a performance like today and what you're talking about, and it's hard to disagree with, these players are getting worse, so... Where are we supposed to look besides coach for an explanation or for some kind of reasoning as to why that would be? I'll tell you the other thing is I'm sure you guys that you know have covered off on the, the coach to a great extent already in the pod. The other nuance of today's game that I had to mention on my tacos calientes because it was infuriating me throughout the game, and the Steelers had plenty of scoring opportunities, which meant they had plenty of time to kick off to us. Oh, Jesus! Was. We, had, we did not, I think we had one, maybe two possession after a kickoff that started at the 25-yard line. Yeah. And and one of those, we immediately got a, um, a pre-snap penalty, so we had, you know, we pushed it back to the 20. We didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to give ourselves any advantage there on field position. No, of course and not. The, and the thing that was upsetting me was, you know, it, was, it became very obvious, I thought, very early in the game, that whether it's the footing because of the snow or just our special teams unit just in general because of injuries – we were, you know, it was very unlikely that Tate, you know, Tate, there wasn't any holes opening up for Tate. No. And he was, you know, we were routinely starting at the 15-yard line. And it's not like they were kicking the ball off to the 5 or 10 where we had to catch it. They were kicking it off essentially to the goal line. And at some point I just remember being like, are we not telling our players, like, to just let the ball go through the end zone? I don't, I don't know. know. That was, it was a small thing today, but it was really bugging me just because I thought, gosh, it's like, it's again, it's like the same notion of, like, doing the same thing over and over again, just banging your head against the wall. Um and uh, I don't know, it was just another example to me of, oh, gosh, is this really, you know, we're starting the ball off at the 15 to 19 every time. Yep. Um, and it is it is a coaching thing, and it's it's frustrating as fans because we're not, I think a lot of fans out there just want to blame the coach for everything. But at the same time, there are definitely decisions being made week in and week out by players and, and 
strategically where we're sitting there going like, what the hell? A big one for me was, you know, Gilsley got that big first down at the end of the first half to get us out of the shadow of the goalpost. Why not take a shot? There's four seconds to go. They are not going to intercept it and run it back for a touchdown. They might intercept it. La-dee-da. It might fall incomplete. La-dee-da. He might catch it and give us a chance for a field goal. He might get a pass interference and get a chance for a field goal. Why run it again? Why not take the shot? I just don't get that. You know, particularly when it became obvious in the first half that we were going to have trouble stopping their offense. Oh, yeah, geez. You know, we were going to need, unless they threw an ill-advised pick. I mean, you know, I why were they doing... even passing the ball? Yeah, why? Why? Right. I, I would have just continually ran. I mean, you, they, we obviously were not stopping them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I don't know why either. I mean, what? Uh, Bell racked up 240 yards. He, he had 298 all-purpose yards today. And he set a record for most... Uh, rushing yards against the Buffalo Bills. So that happened. So it's it that when when stuff like that is happening, Jeff, it's becoming harder and harder to justify having the quote defensive coach. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like Jeff's making a Grubhub order. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was. We are uh, we are in the car uh, right now, so I was just dealing with a traffic issue. Fantastic. Jeff, so feeling under the weather, were you drinking anything down there in Austin today, or is this another Coca-Cola Sunday for you? No, nah, this was uh, this was an orange juice and Sudafed type day. It was wow. a, it was a it was a medicated day, which was probably a good thing considering that that game. Well, sleep tight tonight, and uh, we're coming back next week against the 0 and 13 Browns. So, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's the worst? There's only one fitting way to you know to sort of end the season. The big question in Bills Nation is going to be. Are there any big changes this week? Okay. And uh, I guess we will have to wait and see. That's the uh, that's the best and worst part about doing this podcast on a Sunday, but I have a feeling that this week is going to be a little bit topsy-turvy at one Bills drive. Yes, you never know. Maybe a midweek pod will be in order. Who knows? Could be. Yeah. Until then, buddy, go Bills. All right, hey, guys, go Bills. Go Bills. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's time for the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. And this is Bills and Beers. We uh, talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. And today I kept it simple and just went with the classic Lagunitas IPA. It's very tasty, brewed locally, and um, it's cheap because it's the beer of the month. So I didn't put any thought into it. Apologies. Yeah, and uh, I went with the, uh, the the Christmas ale, feeling in the holiday spirits. I went with the Bell's Christmas Ale. It's a Scottish ale. It's a nice seasonable, seasonal holiday beer. You know, not too Christmassy, um, but great for the snowy, you know, dark day here in Chicago. So, I'd give it, I'd give it two thumbs up. And we have a social media listener of the week. Um, if you want to be considered to be the the social media listener of the week, just uh, use the hashtag BNBSM. Uh, that's the best way to reach us and to be considered. And if you are named the Social Media Listener of the Week, we got a Bills Backers of Chicago t-shirt to mail your way. Today, we're going back to the motherland, back to uh, the UK for today's Listener of the Week. And I'm uh, I'm going to make him listen. Well, I'm, 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 like, I'm decreeing. Yes. Like I'm hand-selecting <laughs> these people. Uh, but well, he, well, you are. <laughs> I, I am. But because he sent us today uh, talking about beer, he sent along shots of the Anchor Steam uh, Christmas beer, which uh, as one of our guests today was 
uh, leaving. I don't know if it's Anchor Steam or just Anchor, but it is a it is a Christmas beer. And uh, somebody, as they were leaving today, our table uh, mentioned it as well. So a little serendipitous there. He tweeted it to us today. I'm talking, of course, about <laughs> at Warmito, Alex Warmall from Manchester, UK. Um, Alex, hopefully we're brightening your day like we did last week. It's the best we can do after these shit shows each and every Sunday. Terrible. But if you want to be considered to be the social media listener of the week and get your free t-shirt, just use that hashtag BNBSM. So today is a day, cast where sort of making some decisions here about what we're done with, what we're ready to move on with, and what we're ready just to frankly cut out and eliminate from our lives. And and uh, we're going to keep it personal again this week and talk about times in our lives where we've just kind of like reached the point where we're like, yeah, I think we're done here. I think we're done. We're moving on. Uh, and for me, that came sometime about the 10th grade, and it was uh, professional wrestling. <laughs> Something that, like, I never really was a huge fan of, but, like, all the kids on the bus talked about it every Tuesday after Monday Night Raw or whatever it was. And they were really enthusiastic about it, so I got really into it. And I, I knew all the names, I knew all the guys, I knew all the moves. But I really, really wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> so, like, you can see the very close analogy here to the Buffalo Bills forming. And then I don't think I like there was a day in time where I was like that's it that's it we're done here but very much just kind of like eliminated it from my weekly repertoire and uh, we are fast careening towards me treating the Buffalo Bills in a similar light. How about you? Yeah, um, you know what? Uh, hopefully, in being fortuitous as well um, in mine, but mine would actually be my husband. Whoa, what? Yeah, uh, we we went out in college and we had a very tumultuous relationship to start off in our twenties, and uh, there was. I think I had a front row seat. This yeah, night. yeah, everyone did. Hey, you know, <laughs> um, but it was you know. There's one point where I said, "All right, I'm done. Like this is over. I'm done. I can't continue up with it. You know, continue with this. I'm 26, 27 years old. I need to make mature life decision." And I just kind of like cut it off. And you know, I did the little Match.com thing. I was single and it was great. And um, he actually, you know, matured, made some better decisions and asked to go back out with me one more time. And of course, you know, being the sucker I am and my dear love for him, I said, okay, I'll give you one more try. And uh, that was that was it. It was the last time we broke up and we got back together and, you know, went out, bought a place, uh, got married and, you know, here we are. And so I'm hoping right now that we're just say. we're just in that moment of like, we're done. And then... We're going to let the Bills back in next year. And then hopefully it's just going to like be amazing, go to the playoff Super Bowl, like have a, you know, a decade of like the quality AFC You're championship have teams. all of these Buffalo Bills babies. Yeah, right? Well, not any of those, but maybe. Um, but, yeah, like I, I feel like that's just where I am right now. So I, I've got a better view. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up from here. Well, let's hope that our future with the Buffalo Bills is much less like my one-time love for professional wrestling and much more like – your wonderful, happy marriage. Search Bills and Beers on Facebook and Twitter. That's the best way to find us. And find us, of course, same way on iTunes. And subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us. And use that hashtag BNBSM to be part of the conversation and to be entered into winning your Bills Backers of Chicago t-shirt. We got the Browns next week. They're 0-13. Lord knows what the fuck is going to happen. Maybe Cardell Jones will play. Maybe he won't. Maybe Rex Ryan will be our coach. Maybe he won't be. I guess we're all just going to have to wait and find out. One thing we do know for sure, Cleveland's getting their first win of the season next week. Oh, please, no. <laughs> On behalf of the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton of Jam and Jeff Day, Buffalo Bill Belcher, the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, who is not with us today, Sujit, I'm Lars. Go Bills. Go Bills.
make me wanna Shout 